Hey, hey guys, welcome back to the final episode in the Share the Work video series. Now, if you're thinking, what <laughs> video series? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yep, we are kind of taking over the Do It For The Process podcast, and it is now the Share the Work video series slash audio version, but... It works fine. It's great. And it's accessible in this wonderful podcasting space this way, which I love. If you don't know who I am, I'm Emily Jeffords. I'm an artist, educator, mother of three gorgeous babies who are now getting very, very big, but it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) And I am honored to be with you here today. The Do It For The Process podcast is focused on art creative business and entrepreneurship. And it's your space to really grow your creative business, which is one of my favorite passions in all of my life. It also, again, it's called do it for the process because I firmly believe that your creative practice is only as strong as your creative process. So let your process fill you, let it challenge you to excel in every area of your business and in your creative studio practice, whatever your practice may be, whether you're a poet, a musician, a painter, a weaver, a ceramicist, whatever you create, the process is the foundation for your success. So really lean into it and trust that you know how to show up and you will create good work today and you will do it for the process, which will lead to better work, more sales, more connection with your audience, more authentic living, and all of the goodness. Okay, in today's episode of the Share the Work video series, which by the way, if you haven't yet watched the videos, click the link below and you can actually watch this episode in real time. And it's beautiful and lovely and alive and wonderful. There's also a Share the Work Facebook group, which I highly recommend joining. It is such a beautifully authentic and giving place. The members of this group are just incredibly generous. I am honored to be amongst all of the creatives that are in this space. Join us. It is active, it's wonderful, it's it's thoughtful, it's very beautiful because goodness gracious, the artwork here is so good. Please share yours, I would love to see it. Next week, the Share the Work Facebook group becomes the hub for a lot of goodness as well. So even if you're like, I don't really want to watch the videos, I'm not into that. That's fine. I mean, I don't, I don't understand, but it's fine. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. Um, but the Facebook group is going to become the central zone for the Share the Work challenge which is a space for you to actually improve things in your creativity and in your creative business in the best, most nourishing. And you know, you know me, I keep things light and beautiful and happy and we're not, I'm, there's no like harshness or judgment here or anything that you have to do, no deadlines, nothing like that. It's all very light and beautiful, but I do want you to progress and I do want you to actually move the needle in your creativity and in your creative business. This is your space to do that. Join the Share the Work Challenge and join me all next week. I'll be going live in our Facebook group next week. So if you've ever wanted to talk to me or ask me questions, this is your space to do that. We'll actually be together live on Facebook and it's going to be delightful. I'm very, very excited about it. The links for both the video series and the challenge are right below and they are here for you. Okay, 
let's dive into today's episode. Like I said, today's episode is a video, so get ready for some different audio. It's going to sound a little bit more atmospheric, a little bit more echoey, and like I'm not quite so close to the microphone because I'm on video and it's weird to have a microphone right in your face on video. So it does sound different, but the content is deeply nourishing and very, very beautiful. So keep listening or watch either way. Today we're talking about the lies that artists believe and how to overcome those lies. There are a lot of things that sink inside of us and they kind of rattle around our hearts and they get into our minds and they kind of soak into who we are as as humans. Some are chosen, whether intentionally or otherwise, to keep us safe because it's very vulnerable to share creative work. It's very vulnerable to be an artist, to, to you know create this thing from deep inside of you and then to share it openly and to bear it to the world. It really feels kind of scary and horrible. (laughs) And also like you should, like you're doing the right thing and it feels like what you should do. Creative work is not meant to stay hidden in your closet or hidden in your studio or under a stack of papers. It's meant to be shared and to be seen. It wants that. It wants to be seen. It wants to be beautiful and, and big and vulnerable. But we do allow some lies to hold us back because that vulnerability feels risky and we don't like risk. We're, we're still humans, even though we are creating this magical thing that's outside of us and it's not part of you know who we are as humans anymore. It can still be an incredibly tender process and it really leads us to believe a lot of lies, lies that we think keep us safe, but they don't keep us safe. Other lies are given to us things like artists are starving. I'll talk in depth about these lies, but they're given to us by history, by our culture, by our societies, by our communities, by even people that are very close to us sometimes. Again, they're usually trying to keep us safe. They're usually trying to say, hey, don't be so big and bold. You might get hurt. And that's not really love now, is it? (laughs) So in this video, the audio from the video is what I'll share here in this podcast. Inside of this, the audio, you're going to hear me unpack these lies and really turn them over and expose them for what they are. They are lies. You don't have to believe them. They do not have to define you. You are able to rise above them and to expose them inside of yourself and inside of your communities, inside of art history and world history and who we are as humans in 2021. And it's very liberating to do so because as soon as you know it's a lie, you can live outside of it and you can say, nope, I don't believe that. I am moving past that. I'm evolving past that. And it's just really empowering and oh, gives me chills just to say these words out loud. Oh, okay. All right. Let's dive into the video. Before we get into this, I'm again, please join and share the work. The challenge is happening on Monday and it's just, it's going to be so good. I I mean, it hasn't happened yet, so I can't say that definitively. I might just totally mess up, which would be hilarious to watch. So, you know, (laughs) if you're, if you're interested in that, then go ahead and do that. But the challenge on paper, at least right now, I think it's going to be incredibly nourishing. And if I can achieve all of my goals with the challenge, it's going to be really transformative in your business and in your creative practice. So join us again, the link is right below and it would be a delight to see you there. If this video series has been just enough to whet your appetite and you're like, okay, thank you. This has been lovely, but Emily, I need so much more help. 
I've got you. Come to me. I know how to help you. (laughs) I've grown not only my creative business, but those in my mastermind and those that I've gotten to mentor and the other alumni of making art work. I know how to help creative entrepreneurs find success and profitability in their work. There are principles that you can absolutely apply to your creativity. No matter what you create, these apply cross genre through all creative mediums. Making art work will absolutely help to transform your business. Now it's not magic. It's not like you sign up and then boom, you're good to go. You have to commit to doing the work, which I will walk you through. I'll be with you every step of the way. If you will commit to doing the work, you will see so much transformation. But here's the deal. Here's why making it work is effective. You can spend all the time in the world working on your business and trying all kinds of things and spinning your wheels in all the directions that all the marketing gurus tell you to go and the bro marketers like, do this great thing. It's going to rock your business. Well, here's the deal. You run a creative business, which means it's different than other businesses. And it also means that you need to be tender with yourself in this process. And it also means that you're connecting with an audience that's buying an emotional product, not necessarily a need. No one needs a painting. I mean, I think they do because they're beautiful and it's it's so sad to live in an ugly house, <laughs> but you're not selling shoes or apples or, oh gosh, like not even health insurance or something that people need. You're selling something that is much more emotional and much more felt, which means that you get to show up in the world in a way that is tender and authentic and generous, deeply generous. And it's very exciting when you get to think about your work in that way. So that's that's the real magic of making your work is it takes that philosophy and implements all of the things that you need to grow a business, your marketing, your website, your photography, your, your various streams of income, your pricing, your, your sales pages, all the things that go into actually having a business, but through the lens of creativity. These things are not taught taught in art school, but they're also not taught in business school. This is the merging of the two and the, the tender approach to both because they are both so beautiful and honestly, so much fun. And as you're going to learn in the course, I'm a huge nerd. You probably already know that because you've been in this space long enough to be like, oh yeah, <laughs> Emily looks lovely and she's always you know dabbling in paint, but also she's a huge nerd. And it's fine. I've accepted it about myself and I know that it's just who I am and it's okay. But I bring all that nerdiness and that carefulness and that consideration of the data and of strategies and techniques to the course and apply them to everything you need to know. And I walk you through it all and you can just kind of follow my nerdy recipes and it's kind of delightful and done for you in a lot of ways. Again, you bring your own magic. This is not, this is not a uh, paint by numbers situation here, but it is a guided practice. It is a way of saying, if this, then that, if you want to do this, then here's how you do it. And we just kind of unfold things together. So all that to say, go check out making art work, see if it's right for you. If it is, I would love to get to know you and your work better inside of the course. It is a very special place. Enrollment for the course opens on the 18th of February, and I cannot wait. It's going to be amazing. Okay, 
Let's do this. Okay, I sound way too happy. Hold on. <clears throat> I am happy, that's why. All right. The five lies that artists believe and how we can overcome those blocks. Are you ready to dive in and to expose some lies as lies? Let's do this. Welcome back to Share the Work. This is the final video in our four-part video series that I hope you've enjoyed this whole week. Today we're going to talk about breaking the mold, the five most harmful lies that creatives believe. And of course, you know I'm going to counter all those lies with some powerful truths. Let's dive in. Before we begin, I'd love to invite you to check out Making Art Work. It's my signature 12-week course that is designed for creative entrepreneurs and artists. I have learned a lot the hard way, and this course is full of information, inspiration, mindset shifts that are going to lead to actual growth and actual profitability, and of course, a whole lot of inspiration along the way. You can learn more at emilyjeffreyslearn.com. Enrollment opens in just over a week on February 18th, and I cannot wait to invite you into the course. It's gonna be truly amazing. There are some beautiful testimonials and some case studies from past students. Um, you can kind of see how they improved, how they had success in their businesses because of the course. It was um, very impactful for me to read those and very encouraging and it gave me so much more resolve that when we do this together, we go so much further. And when we do this as a community who is dedicated to inspiring and challenging and improving as a whole, we all rise, we all get better, we all get more powerful. I'm still kind of chuckling to myself about that DM I got a few days ago. I think I mentioned it in the first video, but it said something along the lines of, Emily, you know it's not a very good idea to share your secrets with your competitors, right? LOL. <laughs> and I laugh because I understand that mindset. I really, really do. That's a mindset that is so easy to, to think is accurate, to think is right. It's kind of counterintuitive to share all of my secrets and the things that I've learned and the things that I do in my business and that has brought me great profitability and great success with my competition. But the way that I see it, and we're going to talk more about this in this lesson, is as we change the trajectory of the creative community, as I inspire other creatives to show up beautifully and boldly and proudly with their work, what we're doing is reframing how our communities can get to know us as artists. We're reframing how people can approach the arts. They don't have to go to a gallery. They don't have to go to a scary, stuffy place or spend you know, $20,000 on a painting. They can come to us directly. They can get to know us as humans. They can get to know our inspiration and perspectives and the things that we love. And as they do that, they begin to admire and respect and value the arts more. So I think it's this whole culture shift and I'm so honored to be a part of it and I hope that you are too. It's incredible and it's an honor and it's not something I take lightly and that is the premise of making art work. That's why I began even considering mentoring others and teaching others and offering my solutions and offering my advice and the actual methods I use to run my business. So that's kind of the mind space that I'm in and that's what, that's what the course is about for me. For the students, I hope that it's highly impactful. I think, I, I know that it's very, very empowering and really offers them space to change, offers you, hopefully, um, actual areas to improve in your business, which actually leads to more profitability and more 
um, confidence as you show up as an artist. Okay. That leads right into today's conversation about the lies that we as creatives believe. And of course, the things that I'm going to say instead of those lies. Now, in case you feel like maybe these are just whispers that you have in your own head, they are absolutely not just in your own head. I know that because they're also in my head. They're also in the women that were in my mastermind. They're also in the heads and the minds of people that are in my membership and past making artwork students. I've heard these same themes whispered and told to me in confidence, told to me in DMs, written in a notebook that I told them they don't need to sign their names, they just need to put these words into the world as lies, identify them as lies. These things have been told to me in confidence because I've created a safe space where it's okay to share these, these, um, these difficulties, these things that we wrestle with as creatives very intimately, very, very, um, you know, in our solitude, in our studios, in our own minds. And it can feel like these lies are truths because if you only listen to yourself, the things that you believe are your only truth, right? I want to reframe all of that because I've, I've believed these lies myself. I've heard them myself. I've dispelled them myself. I've overcome them myself. And I found profitability and sustainability and joy and connection and longevity because I've overcome those mindsets, those actual lies that are holding us back as a creative community. So let's get into this. The first lie that we need to get over as a creative community is the deep and hurtful lie that your worth as a human is directly tied to the success of your work. Big firm no. Absolutely, this is a lie. Your success as a human is because you're a human. You don't need external validation for you to be valuable. You are already valuable. Your work is its own thing. It lives outside of you. In some cases, for me especially, my work is more beautiful than I am. My, my daily life can feel very messy. It's not always clean behind me, by the way. This is, this is something I worked on for you guys. Um, you know, I have stacks of laundry. I have kid who, a kid who has a fever. I have kids that can't find their shoes. I have a car that needs an oil change. I have groceries that are still on the counter. You know, life is life and that's beautiful. And that's, that's how we all, you know, that's how we all are. Our work can often feel like it's so tied to us that it is our value. The things that you create are a representation of your value as a human. That's absolutely not true. Your work can be mo both more beautiful than you and also not as beautiful as you. And both of those are fine. When I say more beautiful than you, I kind of mean that some days I look at my Instagram feed and I'm like, wow, that is so beautiful. Or I look at a painting and I'm like, that is so beautiful. And then I look around me and I'm like, wow, this is a mess. This is a mess. What is happening here? And it gives me a moment of realizing that the mess is also beautiful and the work can be beautiful. And those things are not in conflict. They're actually in harmony. The success of your work does not play any part in your personal value. Any lack of success that you might be finding in your work can be found in three areas. I want to break those down for you because I think that a lot of times we say, yeah, but my work's not selling or yeah, but my, my work isn't getting attention or people aren't noticing it or it's not getting that validation that I crave. Let's talk about how to fix that problem. Don't tie it up with yourself. Don't tie it up with your own heart, your own humanity, your own being. It's separate from you. Let it be on its own, on a pedestal, doing its own thing out in the world. You are you. It is it. Now let's talk about how to elevate your work. Any lack of success you might be feeling in your work 
can very strategically be tied to one of three things. Number one, an issue with the offer. Is the work good? Go back to that second video in the series. Is your work good? And you can be critical because your work is not you. You're not criticizing yourself. You're criticizing your work in a healthy and valuable way. Look at it honestly, look at it with integrity, look at it with a value that you want to see brought into the world. Are you seeing that in your work? And if not, keep practicing. We're all on a journey. This is a good thing. If we came out the gates just painting Michelangelo's paintings and living, you know, in this Monet life, that wouldn't be a pursuit that I want to pursue. A lot of times I think that the pursuit of creating fine art is the actual art itself. That's the fun part. Going on that journey, discovering my hands, discovering my mind, discovering how they work together. That's the fun part. So go back to the offer. Is the work good? Is it resonating with your viewer? Does it resonate with you? Go back to episode two again, listen to all of that content again, if this is the issue. Number two is the issue with your audience. Are you reaching enough people? Are there actually enough eyes seeing your work? Here's the thing, your work is going to appeal to certain people, but not to all people. So what you want to do is get a wide enough audience seeing your work that you have enough people that those certain people that are going to like your work, they get to see it. For instance, if you paint dragons, I'm not into dragons. I don't like dragons. Guess what? My 10 year old, she loves dragons. She would be all over your work. She'd be begging me to buy it. I wouldn't care so much about that aesthetic, that, that subject matter. She would be head over heels in love with it. Even though we live in the same house, we have the same life in a lot of ways. We're very different people. So you need to have a, a wide variety of people in your audience. That way, when you create something that you love, someone else is gonna say, I love that too, I'm super into that. Dragons are totally my thing. Which leads right into the third quote unquote issue, is the issue with your marketing. If you're seeing there's a lack of success, and I'm putting all these things in quotes, a lack of success with your work's reach in the world, the issue might be with your marketing. If the work is good, the audience is there, and they are typically you know, open and, and receptive. The issue might be with your marketing. Are you showing up in the right way? Are you talking about your work effectively? Are you talking about it often enough? Are the words you're using resonating with your audience? Are you letting your calls to action be really inspiring and exciting? All of these things go around your work. So you're having this, this conversation buzzing around your work. And if this is working, people are going to be attracted to the work itself. But if this isn't working, the work is sitting here alone and in silence. So we talk about this extensively in Making Art Work for the whole 12 weeks. We talk about marketing in one way or another. It's a really big part of the conversation, but think about that. Are you, are you drawing people into their own story? Are you letting them find themselves in your work? Are you adding value by elevating everything around your work? All of these things matter. So if the work is good, the audience is there, think about the marketing and elevate that in some way. Okay, that's the first side that we believe is that our value is tied to our work. And I hope that we've worked a little bit to dispel that and to find ways to add value to your work. The second lie that we often believe as creatives is that the art world is too noisy and my work will not be seen. Let me say that again. The art world is too noisy and my work will not be seen. What makes you different? What makes your work resonate with you? Why do you think someone else is going to resonate with your work? 
The fact that the art world is getting busier is a good thing for creatives. As I mentioned at the very beginning of this conversation, the fact that we are all becoming better at this thing called online marketing and in-person marketing and, and sharing our work ourselves, self-representing our work, it's a good thing for all of us because we're training collectors around the globe Training is kind of a weird word, but you know what I mean. We're kind of reframing how people connect to the arts, how they connect to artists, and that's a super good thing. So yes, the creative world is becoming noisier, and yes, Instagram is a busy place, and yes, art fairs are hard to get into because the competition is fierce. Get your work into a place where it's super good, you know that the value is there, that you've created something that you find to be really truly valuable, and then put your work into the world effectively and beautifully, market it super well, attract a wide audience, you're gonna have no issue with success. And your fellow creative entrepreneurs are not your competition, they are your companions in this journey. The next side that we often believe is that my creative work could never fund my lifestyle. Yeah, this is a lie that we're told from birth, basically, is that artists are starving. Artists have no money. Artists have to have second jobs because they can't actually fund their lifestyle. Raise your hand if you were told that lie specifically in art school. Hello, I was many, many times and so were many of my classically trained friends. This is a lie. I know so many artists that fund their lifestyles, that support their families, that make well over $100,000 with their creative work alone. I'm one of them. I have. I mean, dozens and dozens of friends that have the same life themselves, that they completely support their families with their art. That's amazing. And I want you to hear that, not so that you can be jealous of them or so that you can think that, oh, good for them, not for me. No, 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 no. I want you to hear that so that you know it's possible for you. It 100% is possible for you. If you're believing this lie that your creative work can't fund your lifestyle, I want you to kind of back it up a little bit. How much do you need to thrive? How, let's, let's start a bit simpler. How much do you need to live? 40,000, 80,000, $100,000? How much do you need to thrive to feel truly bountiful in your work? 100,000, 200,000, a million a year? You get to set the number. There is no right or wrong number. There is no, money is not bad. Money is you sharing your work boldly and beautifully and effectively. That's a very good thing. And if you happen to get money for that, that's fine by me. No issues here whatsoever. So back it up. How much do you need to actually survive? How much do you need to make per season to meet your basic needs, your basic bills being covered. We talk a lot about this in the Artist's Year of Growth, which you can go download for free. It's a great little booklet. It gives you tools to really break this down and to make this simple and actionable. But how many pieces of artwork or of designs or of items or of whatever you, whatever you sell, how many units do you need to sell per season to meet that goal? Now, once you do that, you can think, okay, I have, I need to sell this many pieces. I have this big of an audience. How can I do this effectively? Or I sell this many pieces. I'm going to this many art fairs or I'm having a show, whatever it might be. Diversify how you meet your people. Diversify how you share your work and you'll have so much room for success in your creative business. This is a, another huge theme in making artwork, the, the course that I teach because so much of this emotional uh, issue is a mental mindset shift. And it's not even a hard one. 
The moment that I tell people often enough, you are allowed to make money because money means that you are sharing your work with the world. And that's a good and generous thing. Sharing work is, is elevating the beauty that's available in the world. How is that a bad thing? And the fact that people happen to repay you for that generous heartfelt work with dollars, which are honestly not even like that's not even meaningful enough for the work that you're doing. The exchange is not equal here. Do you get that? The fact that they pay you dollars for your beautiful, soulful work, that's fine. That's a good thing. Let them thank you in that way. Let them say your work is valuable. We value what you're doing. We value that you're showing up day in and day out. We want to give you money as a small token of our gratitude. That's totally fine. Why is that a bad thing? So allow your mind to switch in that way. Your work is worth dollars. It is worth being paid for. It is worth receiving that compensation. People want to give that to you. They want to thank you for what you're doing. Once you adjust your mindset in that way, you allow yourself to be profitable. All right, the next slide that most creatives have to wrestle with at some point in their career, if not many, many times throughout their career is this. My audience is tired of seeing what I'm making. I have had this so many times, maybe even monthly. It's kind of a thing where you feel like you're putting out so much stuff and maybe people are tired of seeing it because maybe honestly you need a break from it yourself. That might be part of it. But you often feel like maybe you're inundating your audience too much with something that they may or may not be into. They're probably tired of it. You get embarrassed because you're just sharing and sharing and sharing and marketing and marketing and talking and talking and maybe people don't really resonate with what you're offering. But let's twist that question around a little bit. Why are they following you? They're following you because they want to see what you're creating. Otherwise, they'll just unfollow you. No big deal. That's not personal. It's just how things work. So instead of being a little bit nervous that you're maybe spamming your audience or talking about things they don't care about, remember that they chose to follow you. You're not forcing this on them. They want to be here because they want to see what you're creating. Remember that they're freaking in love with you. They are here for you. They're here to support you. They're here because they care about what you're creating. They care about what you're doing. They think you're the, that your input and your insight is valuable in this world. That's beautiful. Whenever you get that slight tinge of, of fear or of feeling inadequate or feeling like you're oversharing or overexposing your work or whatever, stop, go internal for a minute, figure out what's actually putting that whisper into your head. Is it actually the fact that maybe you're just tired? Maybe you need a little bit of a break from your own work. Maybe you need a mindset shift that, you know, maybe your audience does care for you. Maybe they are here for you. Maybe they do want to see what you're offering. So give yourself time to come to terms with what's causing that internal struggle. And then once you do, I have a feeling that you're going to realize that they love you, they're here for you, and they want to support you. They want to see what you're doing. The final hour we're going to talk about today is this, and it's one that is very, very hurtful for many creative entrepreneurs, especially those just starting out or those considering this as a career path. And it is this. Being an artist is not dependable. It's not a sustainable source of income. It's not actually a career. I can't fund my life with my creative work. This isn't something I should pursue as my job. Now, I've heard all of these in so many different tunes, a myriad of different ways of expressing this idea, but the idea that this isn't dependable is something that we wrestle with from the very beginning till about the midpoint and probably beyond 
I wrestle with this frequently and I want to be honest about that because every time you start something new and it works, you think, awesome, it worked. Will it work again? And then you have to wrestle with this all over again. Is this dependable? Is this dependable? Can I repeat this? Is this going to happen again? The success that I just found, can I do it again? And the truth is the more that you pursue your success, your version of success, whatever that might be, selling a collection, selling an online class, selling a workshop, selling a painting, selling whatever your thing might be, the more you do it and it works, the more you begin to trust your process. You begin to trust your the value of what you make, the value of what you're offering. You begin to trust your audience. You begin to trust yourself. It's really a mindset game of showing up repeating efforts that have worked in the past, changing the things that don't work, reiterating, trying again. But eventually you do learn that, yes, you can depend on yourself. You can depend on your creative efforts. You can depend on your inspiration to show up regardless of your mood or inspiration bursting upon you. You can depend on your creative energy to show up the moment you walk into the studio door. You know that you have trained your brain and your heart and your hands and your whole body to work in harmony so that when you show up, you create good work. And when you market, you market effectively. And when your audience sees what you love and what you're doing, they respond in a certain way. This is all very dependable, but it does take a lot of practice. It does take a lot of consistency and it takes a lot of clarity. That is at the crux of making artwork, the course that I'm teaching. That is at the heart of everything we talk about within that course. And I talk about it every single week. We talk about, you know, social media and email marketing and selling your work and pricing your work and launching collections and, and all the things that go into having a fine art or creative practice. But at the heart of that, you're training yourself to be dependable. The course works, the content in the course works. And the more that you can depend on that system, depend on your own energies and your own efforts to bring you the results that you know that you want to have, the better your results will be. And the more that you know that, yes, this is a career choice. This is a career path that's available to you. It's not something that's only for the hobbyists or for those that have a trust fund or for those that are retired and don't need to work anymore. This is for you. You can do this as your career. Trust me when I say that I didn't think that was possible when I began. I began my career on a whim. I left my minimum wage job. I was working at Banana Republic making $7.25 an hour. I had a baby and you know, when push come to shove, I couldn't imagine paying a daycare $10 or more an hour so that I could work at my minimum wage job making less than that when I really just wanted to stay home with her. I really just wanted to be with her. She was such a treasure to me and such a, a delightful, I, I loved it. I love, I love motherhood. So that was easy for me. But in doing so, I found that she was so good and I had so much excess time on my hands and I loved painting. I went to art school. I loved that thing, like, you know, that thing that I did in art school, but I left art school not knowing at all how to run a business, not knowing at all if this could actually be a career path. Um, so I just kind of began and I told you my origin story in the first one where I sold my first painting for $1, the second painting for $2, the third painting for three, the 50th for 50, the 100th for 100, you know, all this, it kind of progressed as the days went on. That launched my creative career and it really was on a whim. I woke up one night after watching Julie and Julia, that beautiful movie. 
and inspiration really struck me like lightning and the next day I began I began my blog I began my Etsy shop I began marketing I began talking about this project really you know with a lot of passion I was so excited about it but even with that passion and that excitement I didn't know if it would continue for more than you know six months or maybe a year maybe I could do it for a year um, and honestly that business model is not sustainable. So I'm not saying that one is actually a good idea to do a painting a day for your whole entire career plan. But I didn't know that creativity could be something that sustained me. I'm not alone in this either. I know that so many of you have your own success stories of things that you've tried and accomplished and you found success in that. That is repeatable. You can do it again. This is sustainable if you do it right. I want to read something that Laura Vanderwill said about goal setting and how it has impacted her business. The goal setting woven throughout the course led me to plan and work towards my first exhibition, participating in two markets, and then my website redesign led to my first sale to a complete stranger, which was a huge win. And then Ani Shah says, the beginning of the year, I decided to invest in myself and this course popped up in my feed. Talk about the stars lining up. The content is so in-depth and I have gained invaluable knowledge and a supportive community throughout this course. I had a successful pop-up at Anthropology, exhibiting and selling my first original watercolor artworks and prints. I was able to launch my website, which helped, of course. Armed with this course, I have the tools to refine and evolve my design gig. I feel like I'm on the right path and that this can be a sustainable option for me. Thank you, Emily. I love reading those so much because they just give you a little glimpse as to what is possible when you believe this is a sustainable option for you and for your business. When you believe that the energy you pour into your work will show up in profitability and exposure and rewards outside of your work. It's a beautiful thing to be rewarded by your creative efforts. I hope this conversation and this whole video series has been super inspiring and encouraging and enabling for you as you pursue your creativity a little bit deeper. Now let's take it one step further. I would love for you to join the free challenge next week. It's going to be so actionable, so practical. We're going to do bite-sized bits of progress every day that are going to lead you towards sharing your work beautifully and boldly online. It ends on the 18th, which is when enrollment for making our work opens. And I would love to see you in there as well. Like I said, you can find out all the information about the course at emilyjeffordslearn.com. It's going to be so rich, so beautiful. I would be honored to see you in there with us. All right, right now, if you wouldn't mind, I would love for you to share about this course, this mini series in your Instagram stories. I've created a set of really beautiful images. You can go ahead and snag those right down below. There's a little folder for you full of really beautiful and inspiring images that you can just download and then put in your Instagram stories. It'll be a great way for you to share what you're into and what you're excited about learning about and a great way for your creative friends to learn about something awesome as well. So go do that, that would be lovely. Okay, this is the last video in this series and I'm having a hard time saying goodbye if you can't tell, but please do join the challenge. I would love to see you in there. And then the 12 week course, we can spend so much time together answering your questions, feeling out your business and how you can grow and improve and find success in this creative online space. All right, bye for now. I'll see you next week.